That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast re-watching Batman v Superman by the Minute. We have passed a peak, I guess we could say, of the movie. Batman and Superman have forged a partnership with Batman making a promise. Martha won't die tonight, leaving Superman to handle his own stuff with Lois. And that is where we begin with Minute 135. I hope KGB's drops one of the best lines of the movie in this one. Master Wayne. Alfred. Well, I'm sorry for listening in, but I've tracked the Russian's phone to a warehouse near the port. You're locked onto it. I don't deserve you, Alfred. No, sir, you don't. I think the thing that most surprises me when I watch this back is that Clark and Lois don't speak. They touch faces and he realizes he has to go. But the look on Lois's face is he's kind of like, hey, I got to go. And she kind of gives him a little smile, you know, thinking you flew away from me on the street. And I had to go find a helicopter (laughs) to bring me here so that I could arrive just in time to prevent you from being murdered. And you are so caught up in your feelings and own stuff that you are just going to fly off right now. And she finds him adorable. (laughs) And that is why Clark and Lois actually work as a couple. We could talk a little bit, but I worry about getting into fan fiction in these little moments between the two of them. Yeah, although although I think if we're going to look at it outside of just like the the fanfic stuff is I do think there is a a visual parallel here to the moment on the street. Like you see the way that he backs away. Yeah. And and the look they share, which I think is really interesting because what he said Last time they saw each other, which this moment is like an inversion of, is no one stays good in this world. Yep. And that was when he went off to face Batman. He said, or I have to kill him. Yeah. And they, and and instead, Batman just told him, Martha won't die tonight. And so this look that he's giving to Lois now is like, it's not the same look as he gave her when he said no one stays good in this world. Like he's still, he's not like, he's still very concerned obviously because things are like not exactly (laughs) fixed, but like when he, when he told her that this is maybe not how he expected it to go. And so I find that the, uh, the shot as a, as a callback, it's very potent with like, they don't really need to say it, right? This look says, remember what I said last time? Well, it worked out. Now let's save my mom. And we get, Again, a thing I never noticed is Superman hovering his way over to the tunnel up through the building that he f- was thrown down on the way to being killed that he is now, you know, back in the fight and so of course he goes straight up out the same place. Yeah. Where do Okay, where do you think he's going? <laughs> we should probably just establish that. He is going to check out the Kryptonian ship. Yes. Okay. He's going to make sure everyone's safe. Yeah. Okay. That because they need him at the ship. Yeah. Excellent. Now, I do love that with words that go unspoken, which is, you know, he doesn't say it. There's there's no room for, for warmth <laughs> in Krypton. Um, only the hard, only the strong. But we then cut to, oh, of all the things that he wishes he could say, but he won't. And then we cut to Bruce. <laughs> now return to the Batwing. Apparently, I don't know, did he throw, I'm assuming he threw his armor into a corner 
and got a new cowl as I'm we established. Sure, he's got a a trunk. There's a button on the back or something that has a quick like. Well, how does the action? There's got to be an action figure quick change button for that. Like sh- shoots the armor. It's like a spring loaded, like in the and the panels come off. Well, that's what I'm going to tell myself anyway. But <laughs> but if if we assume that just the cowl is swapped, then that means he is in the same bat suit that he almost murdered Superman completing his fall. He is beginning his ascent. Yes. uh, Which is a nice touch. And of course we are told that while it was true, you know, symbolically, it's also been true literally that Alfred in his ear, he's been with him the entire time. Mm -hmm. A horrifying thought. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, I think this is arguably the, there's some really good exchanges between them and, and like heavier moments and like more like Shakespearean dialogue. But I really feel like this is like the best Bruce and Alfred moment of the movie, maybe. Yeah, I think we'd said also before that the ages being closer means that it implies more of a, a partnership. But this is a this is a dad moment. Yeah. Uh, I really strikes me and even more than that, like uh, even more than just a father son, which I mean, it, again, speaks to just the bond that Batman and Alfred have always. But um, I don't deserve you, Alfred. Uh, Alfred confirms that is true. <laughs> it just just to even think about he says it and then that's the end of it. Right. There's no lingering. He does not crack a smile. He does not really make it a joke. The scene changes, and I'm sitting here thinking, we will never see Alfred listening to his kid come, you know, make the worst mistake of his entire life and mm-hmm. become a murderer. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't even fathom it. Like, it, that, that really touches on the comic book side of things, where only a comic with that invested an audience can even entertain the idea of like, you know, Alfred watching Bruce become a demon, but we don't see that because we don't want to, but we do get the pointed confirmation that Alfred was there watching this, I guess, in a way along with us, which then means like, what would he have thought with every single thing that Bruce well, said about his parents? We know. I mean, we, we talked about this at the time when it came across, cause he's been telling him, I mean, he's the angel on his shoulder, right? Like, the things that Bruce found out in this, you know, just a moment ago is exactly what Alfred's been telling him. Like this moment, Alfred, I don't deserve you, Alfred, is like the uh, the alternate dialogue for this. Like the unspoken words are, are, this is Alfred's I told you so moment, right? Which is another very Alfred thing. He, in a way, he's even biting his tongue here to not be like, told you he's not your enemy. <laughs> yeah. Told you your battle wasn't with him. And, uh, and, and that is what he's saying when he says, no, you don't, is... I was I was here and I was listening. Him saying I was listening is him like he didn't have to say that, right? He could have just been like, "Oh, I've got the, I've got the coordinates already." But he's like, "I heard that, and yep. I'm not going to rub it in." <laughs> I won't. You won't need to tell me I was right. Yeah. And then again, to Bruce's credit, no apology. He moves even beyond that himself, mm-hmm. um, and recognizes that you know I never deserved you. Which is a really sweet moment. And of course, very pragmatic is Alfred, who has. You know, I don't know how Superman intended to do this, but Alfred, again, sort of hitting that it took Batman, Batman couldn't do it. And it took Bruce Wayne, you know, like a single conversation to break this thing open is, oh, here's this impossible thing that's going to make you two be forced to fight to the death. No, I just tracked the Russian and he's in the warehouse and I'm assuming that's where (laughs) the the hostage is, right? Yeah. Well, it's once again, what did Lex 
account Lex accounted for everything, right. but family, right? He didn't account for the Martha connection. He didn't account for Alfred, right? He, he was right about Bruce being unable to come to this conclusion on his own, right? He was right about them being able to unable to find Martha on their own. Um, but because he doesn't have an Alfred, right? He killed mercy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like if you're going to look at once again, the, the, the Bruce Lex and Clark are all, they're the orphan boys, except they're, they're the same in so many ways, but, while Bruce and and um, and Clark lost their fathers, they still have surrogate. You know, Clark goes to the mountaintop to seek wisdom from his his father there. And Bruce, you know, eventually hears Alfred's voice. And Lex, does, the closest he has is he goes to the top of uh, Lex Corp Tower and he's holding that globe that kind of he was holding when he was talking about his father before, like that blue ball. Yeah. But he's like basking in his own glory there. He's not seeking... He, you know, he, he arguably, he may have killed his dad, right? He's got his dad's ashes in the, in the office, kept everything exactly the same. And so I think the, the notion of the things that Lex's plan didn't account for were the things that he lacks his own personal perspective on is a really dynamic way to kind of exploit the differences between them. I was, I wonder now at what point did Alfred say, oh, Martha, okay, <laughs> so... Um, we can assume who this is. We know this is again. I, I guess it was. We know this is Clark. Uh, you are now making me realize, and I don't know how we've never mentioned this before, but the fact that we never got and and now won't get a uh, Jeremy Irons meets Diane Lane. I know. <laughs> Seeing them in proximity to each other and realizing that he did work on Martha means like there is a there's at least an imaginary shot of him typing into the computer, opening up a photo of Martha Kent and, and having some kind of reaction. Yeah. Some Smallville woman could potentially make an honest man out of Alfred. <laughs> it, we, we can only dream. And I don't want to, again, I prefer this like that's, to the Martian Manhunter. That's the, yeah, this is the fanfic we need to be talking about this minute, is the, the, the Malfred, Mar- Marthred. And what was the Jonathan and John Jones? I don't even John's. I don't know. I know. Nope. Cut from there. Terrific. We know that Bruce and Alfred are still going to have to have a very difficult conversation when Bruce does get back to the Batcave and really apologize for a lot of things intensely. Not only has Alfred tracked down where the hostage likely is because the Russian is there, but it is loaded into Batman's computer. All he has to do is head there literally as a passenger. Raising the question of who is the real brains behind this operation <laughs> to a degree that we haven't really gotten to before. But we come back to have the specter of Richard Cheese once again step into the story as the Russian decides that I guess the time he kidnapped Lois was no coincidence because he takes the musical cue from when he took one of the women to now the other woman that has been taken. And he says just an incredible chef's kiss line. I'm afraid this is goodbye. And every time we say goodbye, you die a little. I have to say goodbye. And every time we say goodbye, you die a little. This might be, I mean, this is the as close a, as, a, as a, I don't even know, punchline. You can picture Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze saying this, <laughs> but I absolutely love it here because of how it's delivered and how it's probably the only one in the movie. I mean, the, the fantastic thing is this ends where it ends and then we know what's about to happen. Um, 
and we will continue talking about it in the next minute. The one thing I will say as my random thing to call out, I will give massive props for the aligning of light between the bat wing when Bruce takes off and the light that strikes Lois inside the, I guess, abandoned train station. I just feel compelled to call that out because I know that it is very easy for me to find that as a very fake looking thing. And it doesn't this time. So also, I guess we should say Lois picks up the spear and then realizes I need to figure out what to do with this too. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's one of those ones that like, because of how that turns out later, everyone it's it's one of those like (laughs) retroactive criticisms with like, why would she do that? But also like she's seen bullets bounce off of Clark and then she was literally holding his hand or his face in her hands as with his cheek split open. So if I were her, I'd also be like, I need to get this away. <laughs> yeah. We will find out what she does with the spear. We will find out what Anatoly Kanaizev does with his zinger and what his goons do with the bat wing when we get to minute 136, but that will do it for now. This feels like really the the close of an act or a chapter as we move into, yes, the Batman warehouse fight portion of the movie. Hold your breath with all of us uh, as well. Thank you, Stephen, for making it this far with me. Thank you. As to, to quote the next minute, go, go to Twitter. Let us know what you think about this minute <laughs> at uh, BVS by the minute. Go, go to patreon.com slash Snyder Minute if you want to support the podcast. And go, go to tell a friend that we have made it this far and that our discussion of Martha was pretty incendiary. Thank you. And until the next minute, I'm afraid, Stephen, we have to say goodbye. And every time we say goodbye, I edit a little. You don't mind that you're in a superhero movie no. and you're not doing any superhero stuff. No, no. no. You, uh, you're basically Googling. I know, I know that underneath. Oh, okay. Underneath. <laughs> okay. Alfred is the superhero. Oh, I, I see. I know that. So we should go knowing yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfred's the real guy. Yeah, yeah. Do you yourself, uh, are you tech savvy? No.